Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, what's going on? Uh, this is Kevin Deers. I'm talking with Billy Howardell. Uh, you know him from a perfect circle. You know him from so many different, uh, you know, artists, uh, you know, production. He he's a multi instrumentalist. Uh, he has had albums out for a long time now, but he has his solo album. We're actually on the eve of the release as I talk to him right now. Um, by the time you hear this, it will be already out. What Normal Was is releasing tomorrow. He's going to be playing Seattle at Numo's great venue up on Capitol Hill. That's Sunday, June 19th. But uh, Billy, how are you doing today, man? I'm good. I'm busy. I'm I'm busy, man. Getting ready for this these shows. It's been uh, been crazy, but it's always that way. But this is particularly tough. COVID's made it added added challenges that you know none of us could foresee. But uh, <laughs> didn't really think about it enough. How much disruption would happen even within the touring world and finding crew and you know your boss or immigration and things like that. So, but it's good. You know, we're we're plugging along. We're trying to be. Um, Boy Scouts and adapt and overcome. Well, you're going to be uh, releasing. You're you're on the the eve, like I mentioned, of the release of this album. Um, now you have had a number of albums out in the past featuring you, but this is the one only one to to feature your your name. Um, how, how are you feeling, man? How are you feeling on this eve? Um, good. I, I, to be honest, I think. Distri- more the, the focus seems to be on the shows i i i kind of forgot it was on the eve of the release <laughs> until at rehearsal yesterday a huge box showed up with a ton of cds and that was mm-hmm. a really big moment you know like yeah. getting to open my first physical you know uh, a cd with uh you know the, fir- the first batch so it was a very nice thing and i, I would say it coming under my name i mean it was weird to now see it in print and print it mm-hmm. out you know, first time. So, um, yeah, but the weirdest thing happened the other day when I was, I usually have my Dropbox with all the, the songs in it. And if I'm singing along in the car, I go to the Dropbox folder, but sure. I finally just go, Oh, I can ask Siri for, and I oh. just say my name and she says my name back. I was like, Oh, that's weird. There you it go. is a weird thing. Yeah. It's a weird thing. Nice man. Well, you know, I'm looking forward to the full album. I'm going to, be checking that out probably at 9 p.m. Pacific time here uh, nice. tonight and uh, check out the songs before the album um, or sorry, before the tour. So I can sing along just like you are nice. in your car um, <laughs> now. Now, so big fa- fans of yours will know that, you know, you've done the project Ashes Divide and that was a solo yeah. project. 
Um, yeah. What what made you decide to pivot and uh, and 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 have this under your name, Billy Howardell, instead of you know Ashes Divide moniker? Honestly, a few factors. I considered calling this a different project name because the music was different enough to, to mm-hmm. me to warrant a, a name change. But honestly, it was a birthday dinner for my birthday last year. I went out to dinner with uh, Josh Fries, mm-hmm. drummer Josh Fries, Greg Pucchiato from Dillinger and the Black Queen. Yeah. Um, and Jerry Cantrell, also changed. And mm-hmm. so the four of us are at dinner. Jerry was just looking through artwork stuff for his upcoming record and we were all you know all the three of those guys have released solo records yeah and i played some you know we did like uh we did a little listening party i went to jerry's car he played me a couple songs of the up, his upcoming record and i played mm-hmm. a couple of mine and and uh they were just like a hundred percent dude use your name they just completely couldn't have been you know with more conviction and for for many reasons and and the thing that resonated with me was more like them saying like this sounds like you when mm. i'm talking to you this sounds like you singing you know that's one thing mm. whereas ashes i don't know i played ashes divide for my kids and they don't know it's me <laughs> um so maybe that's one part but also it, this kind of musically is just more the music i i think this is a representation of all the stuff that got me into really heavily into music in the first place when i was a kid like a young teenager and this is kind of a a look back at that time for me and make a record that I didn't know how to make then I couldn't have I couldn't have even made this record 10 years ago I've kind of come along in my you know career and making music to be able to do this now so I just thought um you know what this this represents me as a music listener and making a record to kind of honor that that's great, man. And, and, you know, there's no rules. You can do whatever the hell you want. And this is, you know, this is your child, this, this yeah. new album, you know? So it's like, that's, that's a beautiful thing, man. And, and, and yeah. that's cool that you were in such, you know, amazing company on, on your birthday. Like that's, that's a badass uh little group yeah. of people. I'd like to see that uh you guys start a band just with those people, you know? <laughs> Dude, how about that? How about that? Right? I mean, and Greg's a great, guitar player too i don't know if you know that too but yeah uh, yeah that would could be we could get some vocal damage done me greg and jerry yeah um but yeah i just saw jerry i just saw greg singing lane's parts with Mm -hmm. jerry and oh my you know i knew lane was friends with him yeah hung out with him in the day i've seen him many times i'm telling you greg kills it he's he's just killing it with jerry singing those songs and allison change was such a big influence on me and, and guitar wise and now if i go to like perfect circle and if you hear this record what normal was what it just put out it's Mm -hmm. you know all that early 80s a lot of british you know music that just got me going but then when i order and depeche mode influence a little bit in there yeah Yeah, it's completely susie and the banshees has always been a huge one for me but the electronic Mm -hmm. elements of bands that were surrounding that in that time it was just such a cool hybrid time still great song craft but people Mm -hmm. figuring out how to make guitars maybe not sound like guitars missing persons the warren from missing persons the guitar player is like a huge influence on me of like yeah i don't always want it to sound like a uh, les paul going through a marshall i want it to be confusing sure and and so that cool. you know kind of really diving into that with this record but when i think about apc and why it's heavier it's randy rhodes playing with ozzy osbourne first two records but it's also jerry cantrell's a big part i mean why i tuned my guitars to c sharp was i was tr- trying to figure out damn that river or them bones I was like, oh, this guy's down in C sharp. 
Mm. You know, like, and I never left. I got there once I heard dirt and then just stayed. Now just, uh, but you know, when I think back to like, okay, what really makes me tick? It's not exactly all the heavy guitar. It's all the melodic, you know, 80s stuff that, that did it. So yeah, this is kind of a bit of a time capsule. This is like a, a, a letter I'm sending back to my, uh, 13 year old self. Love letter to it. That's awesome, man. That's cool. So, so what, I mean, obviously, you know, kind of the, the, the elephant in the room was COVID, you know? So like, you know, that's obviously affected so many people in so many different ways, but for artists, a lot of them used it to, you know, focus on the the albums or, you know, regrouping, revamping, doing something. Was this a COVID album or did you have this, you know, already started a pre-pandemic? It was done when COVID oh, started. Wow. So, okay. and, and you know, I kind of hesitated talking about this. I suck mm-hmm. at marketing and sales, right? But um, when I think about the the record, I got off the last APC tour ended in 2018. And mm-hmm. I really said, okay, I'm going to, the next thing I do, I'm going to go home, decompress for a month, you know, garden, plant some freaking tomatoes, and then yeah. go and start making a record. And uh and in August of 19, I did like, I, I kind of gathered everything together tried to get a crew of people, which really came down to Danny Boner helping me co-produce this record. And then Josh Freeze came and played drums. I had another drummer named Tosh Peterson is a killer young drummer that you can look up and be impressed by. Um, but he started writing in August of 19 and finished with the, with a May 20, I forget the date, May 20, uh, May 2020 release date. So we started mixing in March and right when we started mixing the record pandemic hit. And so we were like on mixing song one and uh, it gave me the record was recorded, but not mixed yet. So we took the pandemic to kind of mix it, which was actually a nice thing. Cause it was, I don't know if anyone, any musicians out there will know this. You mix a record, you're in a, a fury of two weeks, you know, time to finish the record mm-hmm. on a deadline. And now I called the mixer who did it remotely. He lives here in LA, but you know, 10 minutes away. We never mm-hmm. met him. Still haven't met him at first. And then <laughs> I listened real time over high fidelity. You know, we can do that nowadays. Yeah. And, and just like in my studio, what I know the speakers and he mixed it and it was a great experience. And then he was really <laughs> gracious with time. He'd go like, okay, here's a uh, free and waitlist is done. Hey, you want to do this other song? Uh, Beautiful mistake. Yeah. Let's do it in like 10 days. All right, cool. Let's do that. And then it let me tighten up any things I needed for him. And uh, it was interesting in that way. And it was kind of a nice distraction from, you know, the world being closed down. You know, I was lucky enough to, you know, have family time and and be able to work on that. But uh, not that it wasn't a crazy, scary, uncertain time. But, you know, if I have to look at the bright side of it, that was one. But the title, you know, I'm sure it can be a little... uh, point to the pandemic but it really is about something else it's the, you know it's really is this look back at showing what normal was musically for me and and uh but you know titles or whatever you make them whatever you want them to be yeah. and it, it kind of moves i'll be talked into a better title explanation if, if uh some fan writes it on a, on a message board i'll probably go with that <laughs> that was 100 what it was from the beginning <laughs> exactly exactly you don't know how brilliant i am uh what was it again that i was brilliant? <laughs> Please clarify that for me yes exactly yeah um well okay so so like you know i i i want to 
kind of ask, I'm not a musician myself. I'm, you know, just a supporter of music, longtime, you know, lover of music, radio host and whatnot. But um, do you, did, did this album have like, I can imagine so much freedom for you because, you know, with bands and, and collaborative efforts, you probably, you know, it's like I said, like collaborative effort with this, it just must've been totally freedom. Is that, is that correct? Yeah, very much. And you know what was great? Not calling it my name from the beginning. Then I think I would be mm. in trouble. I think the second record would be fine, but the first record, I have to, in all honesty, on the first Ashes record, I definitely felt that pressure of coming off of a band that you know I'm a partner in with Maynard, and so it's going to be perfect circle without Maynard. You know, like mm -hmm. that's the thought. That's the dark. You know, that's the demons in me speaking back in 2006 or whatever yeah. I'm starting. And then, okay, how am I going to sing? What, I, I kind of just carried over how I sang with APC, which is, you know, maybe a touch, like doing the higher harmonies with, in the live show. And and um, it, it's almost like a character I was playing with those. And so now in doing this, and at being Ashes Divide, I go, I don't want to sing like that anymore. I want to, I don't want to play that. I don't want to make the same record. Mm -hmm. I want to do this and great. But if I was under my name, then I'd be like, oh, you know, this is under your name. You gotta, uh, you know, everything matters. Like every, okay. Everyone's judging. Everyone's always judging you. You have to think when you're a musician, but you're, this gave a little more latitude to hide behind the moniker in the, in the incubation period of this, making this record. And then to switch it later, I think helped for me. I think it helped me make the most authentic record I could. That's awesome. That's good to hear. I mean, like that, that's a wonderful thing, you know, like less, weight on you and pressure and all of those you know demons you know kind of swirling like oh are they gonna care are they gonna care but just like that weightless feeling and then just allowing yeah. yourself to to create that's that's beautiful yeah i didn't feel any of that i just really went in to make a record that i i would like to listen to when i was a kid and would still you know and yeah. with you know something that looks back and has a modern you know kind of a step like a sheen to it and danny loner was the same way like we grew up you know listen to a lot of the same stuff he even edges more towards metal than i would he's mm -hmm. always got some obscure metal reference but he's such a he's even more of a lover of um or a, he's just a, he's like a musical encyclopedia and a nice. his, his excitement is great you know you just have to you have to reel him in because he's <laughs> he had seven great ideas all at once passionately and you're trying to nail down which one it is like okay let's you know <laughs> let's let's hone in on something here but it was great it was it was the greatest experience because he's my best friend so i could tell mm -hmm. him anything i didn't have to when you work with a producer you have to have that level of comfort and that level of uh trust to talk about the most intimate things in your life and not be shielded and then the best stuff's going to come out you can you know you can decide how much you want to disclose to the public within the lyrics but you know if the weight is there and certainly the weight was all on this record you know and i just could talk to him about how i wanted to be presented and he had such great ideas he i just couldn't have made the record without him is what i'm trying to say so and then danny's coming out on tour he's playing guitar that's awesome tour. yeah are you are you pretty stoked about this 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 tour i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be big man you're you're going out on tour with this this debut solo album, I'll, I'll call it debut solo album, you know, obviously done stuff in the past under different moniker, but people are coming to see you. And and how are you preparing for this tour? Dude, it's it's been crazy, I have to be honest. Like this, the, by the time we get to you, it'll be all good. We are, we are <laughs> it's been crazy that our 
we just ran through, I mean, we're three days out (laughs) and we just ran through last night for the first time, five songs. And so our bass player is stuck in Canada and was supposed to be here last week. And, um, and then our crew, we kind of lost our whole crew. We just putting it together. We still don't have a row crew and they're, they're finally coming in tomorrow. So it's been crazy. And that's the kind of stuff that I think everyone in the world has experienced with COVID. Yeah. You know, if you talk about supply chain issues or travel restrictions or just hiccups, the, the level of, of disruption within touring is crazy. And then someone gets COVID, you know, like mm-hmm. many people around us have gotten COVID. I'm like, knock on wood, I didn't yet. Yeah. <laughs> I did back in March. Mm. But everything is, uh, you know, everything's in flux. So that, but that, <laughs> that adds the excitement. It's like, you know, that's why we're doing 15 hour days, seven days a week to try and get ready but most of it's been like technical getting prepared for it mm. and the fun part's playing and we're just starting that so it's you know by the time we get to you guys it's going to be you know we will have had a couple shows under our belt so i'm looking forward to that well we look forward to seeing the polished product by june 19th i look forward yeah to yeah <laughs> um so so uh, you know you mentioned kind of in the you know, the, the description of kind of like what led into this this album, you know, kind of the 80s influence and stuff. But I, I'm kind of curious going back, what was the first artist or musician that really made you fall in love with music? Can you remember that? The first thing I remember listening to at the youngest age, and this is like, you know, young, young, is mm-hmm. I had four older sisters, oh, ranging cool. from five to ten, five to ten years older. Yeah. So like I was the baby, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, and um, and I got three best friends that lived one house away, three boys. So I got awesome. the best of both worlds, right? Yeah. The, the, the estrogen, estrogen, testosterone, you know, but injection all the time. So um, my sister's record collection, you know, that's what you're left with when you got siblings and you're growing up back in ancient times like mm-hmm. I did. It's like, you know, you're you're so I'm listening to Led Zeppelin and. And you know, my sister came home with it's like the scene black. out of Almost Famous. Oh yeah, yes. And I, my <laughs> sister came home with Back in Black. Nice. And she goes, "This is going to change your life." She had already heard it. Yeah. And she she borrowed the vinyl from her friend, and it came out like the day before or something. And I still remember that so much. And like literally, then a cassette in a Camaro in New Jersey in 1980, like the whole thing. You know? Yeah. So that was a big part of my upbringing. But the things that really, when I go back, back early, it was the Pink Panther soundtracks on okay. eight track cassette, eight track cartridge that was on the family stereo. I was probably, who knows, six, seven, eight years mm-hmm. old. And that's the thing I would put in and listen to and just listen and look at the fireplace or our wood burning stove and just like French Cafe. I don't know if anyone remembers that movie, but it's Henry Mancini is the, is the composer. Okay. And I think it's what made me love film music after that. Like I got into Danny Elfman after that when I was a little oh, bit yeah. older. And then, uh, but just it, you, being swept away and that soundtrack for me really got me swept away, even though that's like a comedy, but the, the, the music is really densely atmospheric. I mean, it is now speaking of like a seven year old hearing it, but when I hear it now, it's like it's completely dark sexy cafe french you know romantic but somewhat silly it's it's it it hits so many emotional things and i think that is like the earliest injection of emotion into music for me and then going from there being a little older and i said like the the you know your siblings or older friends Mm -hmm. record collection the ones that kicked in for me was just that all the british what was called post-punk 
mm-hmm. you know, new wave stuff. Gary Newman to, you know, um, I was a really big Elvis Costello fan, mm-hmm. but The Cure, I, I discovered The Cure during their, you know, second, third records, Faith in 17 Seconds, I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, Faith 17 Seconds. Mm-hmm. And um, and then the first one that uh, that I really latched onto was Japanese Whisper. So The Cure and Susie and the Banshees and those kind of bands were the things that I go, oh, this is my lane. Like, this is where I belong. And just kept finding things peripheral to it. And uh, that's, you know, again, I think what's where I was tapping into with this record is the beginnings. And I, I honestly still listen to all that stuff I did back then. Nothing's really, not too much hasn't aged well from the things I really loved when yeah. I was a kid. That's Very great. You, you know, yeah. you, you, you've turned me on to this. Uh, I'm going to have to go and, and check out the uh, Pink Panther soundtracks. I'd no, I had no idea. Yeah, I think the first, I remember it being the first two movies uh were combined in one and yeah they're i don't know they're great it's very french right it's like yeah but the, the pink panther is an english comedian i mean peter sellers almost like mocking of it's so french it's <laughs> not you know yeah. but it's it, great i mean it's like it made me fall in love with france at a young age like because i go oh I what that's like <laughs> but I don't know. To me, that's all music is for me is closing your eyes or being able to be swept away somewhere else that the distract you, everything else is the distractions go away. You're in this flow state and getting into listening to music like that. If you can get there and then making it, if, if time can disappear and you're, you're become that irresponsible musician, it's almost like a little bit of a blessing. Like, Oh God, I was supposed to be somewhere four hours ago. I mean, that's how I wrote Judith. I mean, literally that is the day I know the day I missed it was it was Justin Chancellor's birthday, who just joined Tool, and mm-hmm. we're going to his birthday. Took a shower, got out of the shower, still in a towel, brushing my teeth, getting ready to get there in time. And just my computer set up in my bedroom where I was living in that house with Maynard, yeah. and I like sat down and picked up a guitar, put down the toothbrush, picked up a guitar, played that riff, that initial riff. And mm-hmm. next thing you know, I am, it's four in the morning and I, I finished the song and I missed the party. <laughs> and like, and that how this happens, right? Like you have something really important. And sometimes you're like, God, why wouldn't these things come when I had nothing to do? But there's something about the urgency that sometimes for me, unfortunately, makes it the good stuff come out. I mean, I literally wrote that whole song front to back in that one night. And that's wow. kind of rare, you know, but I, I, I just think that that's, you know, what you kind of hope for as a musician to have those, you know, get everything else to go away, uh, all your distractions to go away. Years ago, I spoke with this band Neurosis from the Bay Area and they were um, mm-hmm. they mentioned how they don't even feel like sometimes they're writing the music. They're just a vessel from which the art like speaks through. Like it, that yeah. kind of sounds like what you're describing. Yeah. Well, let's get into you. how much time we got. You want to talk about free will and the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, what are we? We're just like, we're tapping into, I don't know. I'm into meditation and stuff like that. There's sure. nothing spiritual about it. It's nothing Eastern per se, but it's getting into who you are. Yeah. And who, who that's again, a theme on the record. What normal was for me is a little bit speaking to free will, right? It's about getting to who am I, Billy, getting mm-hmm. upset by Jenny, 
who just piss me off again about X, Y, and Z, you know, like, oh, it's interesting. I get angry about that, or I get, you know, this way. And what is it? It's just a collection of who I, I didn't pick my parents. I didn't pick my upbringing situation. I'm just a product of all those things. And now I'm hardwired, sort of speak, to deal with the world this way. I still make my own decisions, but the reaction we have to all those things is pretty determined. You know, you're like, you're just tapping into consciousness. So you're, what is your consciousness? What is your experience? Where is your reaction to it? I think music is so, so parallel because music's like a, like a metaphor of source to kind of realize those things for me, mm-hmm. you know, and, and to say, yeah, music hits me this way because of what? Um, just like, okay, I'm making this record because my kids were about the same age as when I started this record. And what's making them tick? Why is it that this, to me, horrible SoundCloud trap music that they're listening to is turning them on? Like, what? what is, what is it? You know, I can't tap into it. What is normal for them? You know, what is, it's more than just the music. It's just that their surroundings, their upbringing, their everything is making them lock into this at this time. Yeah. So this is a, this is, <laughs> I'm kind of trying to consolidate and I'm realizing this is becoming very convoluted and confusing, but you know, I think that just, we are, we are just a product, you know, the way we function through the world is just, is to do with how we came out, you know, and, whether it's your wiring again, your upbringing. And I think that music just hits all of us different. I mean, it's un- indescribable. And I think that's the beauty of it. We all should have different opinions and things. It's nothing should be shoved down your throat. Man, you're getting deep here, dude. I like it. Yeah. I was this radio show. What's going on? Is this <laughs> you getting paid by the hour? Am I paying no, you for this? We're good, man. We're good. Uh, yeah. And we are not live. So we're fine, man. We're, we're good. But, <laughs> You know, uh, you can cut off. All, you can cut out all the convoluted stuff. You're wrong. No, no offense taken. Uh, so, my my final question for you, man. Um, again, and and I do want to mention again the the nineteenth is when you can go see Billy Howardell uh, at Numos on Capitol Hill. Uh, that's Sunday, June nineteenth, and the new album "What Normal Was." By the time you hear this, is out. Um, this question might kind of seem out of nowhere, I, but I do ask yeah. it from everyone I I talk with. Pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got the scar. Uh, okay, this one's, I'm looking at it right now. My mm-hmm. my shin went camping, went on a boat trip, camping trip to the Thousand Islands up in Canada when I was like probably 17. Okay. And we we stopped at, you know, there's there's tons of islands, hundreds and hundreds of islands. You just stop at and just have your own island to go camp or yeah. go do whatever. And we stopped and we played... Um, we were playing like wiffle ball on this island and I went and slid into second base, which was a garbage can lid. And it just tore into the bone where it, oh. it, it bruised and ripped into the bone. And I was like, Whoa, and it wasn't bleeding. And then all of a sudden, a minute later, like beads of blood just started coming from the area where the bone was. And then it's still an indent in my leg, but I was like, it doesn't bum me out at all. It's like, it's, it's fine, but it's like, it, it always reminds me of that trip, which was yeah. awesome. So it's a, it's a scar with a nice memory. Damn dude. Straight to the bone. Yeah, dude. This oh. is, yeah. Luckily it wasn't on a cheek or something. You know? It's like the shin. It's all good. Mean? Yeah. It's all good. Again, Billy, uh, the album is out now. What normal was playing the 19th at Numos. We will see you there. Any final words for the Northwest at KISW audience? Dude, I nothing except for excitement to get there. I mean, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I'm really, really excited. Um, I asked friends who live in the area. I go, what, 
we've got two different rooms that are on hold for shows and they mm-hmm. they steered me there so i'm it's a uh, great room excited yeah yeah i'm excited right on we'll see you then man on the 19th i'll talk to you later okay all right cool thanks brother. thank you so bye. much man bye billy take care bye how powerful is cox internet powerful enough to let your band members in vegas phoenix and rhode island jam like you're all in the same garage Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.